everyone, and welcome to another episode of Equals. This is Nadia. Hello, everyone. This is Liz and Nadia. This is our first episode together. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) We don't need those guys anymore, do we? We don't need them. We don't need them. This is very special. And it's special because it's us, two women, hosting the show for the first time together. But it's also our holiday special, festive uh, episode happening for you guys today. And I have to say, it's very festive here in the US as well. The movies are all totally true. We do the whole shebang with the kids. We have lights up everywhere. We've got the Christmas tree. We're planning this big dinner with my partner's family. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it, basically the movies are true, like I said. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I love that. Christmas isn't as big here anymore, but when I was growing up, it was the best time of the year. It was like the time you had those special meals. We would go shopping for Christmas clothes. Yeah. And then <laughs> on the actual Christmas day, we'd have a big, big, big feast. Oh my God, let's not forget, we'd go to church in the morning and we'd be in church the previous night for Christmas carols. Ah, I miss Christmas carols. Oh. <laughs> I feel like you're the only person I know that would say I miss Christmas carols. You, If you came here, you would never want to hear one again. It's like non-stop Christmas music. Our kids come home and I guess these are not Christmas carols, but Christmas music. Like, Mama, I want to hear Rudolph the Reynolds Reindeer. I want to hear... Santa Claus is coming to town. I want to hear all I want for Christmas. <laughs> like nonstop. Can you adopt me for like the next two weeks? <laughs> yes, yes, I will adopt you, Liz. But you know, I realize we've never even met in person. We have to fix that. We really, really need to fix that. And speaking of people we've never met, we are talking about Santa on this specific episode. <laughs> we even have the segues down. Bye-bye, Nabil. We do not need you for your cool segues. Liz has it down. Bye, Nabil. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, we have Asad Rahman uh, on the show today, who our listeners would have heard we did the recent post-COP26 episode with. So he's the ED over at War on Want, um, working on social and climate justice issues. And for any of you who follow him on Twitter, you know he has very strong views on Santa Claus. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, he does. So let's get to it. Hello, Asad. Thanks for joining us once again. You are by far the coolest guest that we have had because you're you're coming here to us twice in the span of one month. Thank you so much. Always a real pleasure to be invited to join you. And I guess it was probably easier to accept this one given the topic is is a fun one. So we're we're talking about Santa Claus, of course. And look, I didn't grow up with Santa. I grew up watching TV in the Middle East and thinking Western kids were, you know, quite slow for continuing to believe in Santa. But now I'm all grown up. I have kids of my own. And I have to admit that the kids think Santa's coming in a few days. Uh, so, but I mean... Dude, what's your beef with Santa? We've been we've been looking at your Twitter thread and it looks like you've got some beef. Look, I mean, first, we have to accept that Santa is, as the old slogan goes, the running dog of capitalism. I think it's no <laughs> mistake or accident that Santa's real anagram is Satan. Uh, here is a man, a white man, of course, who has all the privilege of flying all around the world, cross borders that we all know. If he was Muslim, he'd have either been shot or imprisoned by now for crossing those borders. But on a serious (laughs) note, of course, he represents 
the worst elements of capitalism, of consumerism, of uh, inciting, encouraging people to to believe that happiness comes through the consumption of more and more products. And of course, you know, he sits on top, just like Jeff Bezos. Uh, in fact, he could be Jeff Bezos in the idea of you have this magical list, you have this authoritarian kind of person who's watching you. And if you're good, you get a reward. So it's a massive surveillance scam, massive data scam. And of course, uh, he defines who's good and bad and, and breaks into your house as well. Oh <laughs> Sounds nuts. He is, he is. It's a total, totally, it's like, who is this Santa Claus that we've allowed to, <laughs> to dominate our lives? Stranger danger. Oh, wow, that's sad. Um, that's some real beef you have going on there. I grew up without Santa. You know, Christmas is a big thing in Kenya, at least it was when I was a child, right? But we didn't really have the whole concept of Santa, but I kind of wish we did. You know, don't you think him going around, giving kids presents is him being good at redistribution and some would call it universal social gift protection. What do you think? Well, first of all, of course, we know that that's not true, right? So we're spinning a lie to children all around the world. And we know that, that the reality is, of course, it's not Santa who's giving you gifts. It's your parents and uh, they're under pressure to continuously give you gifts. And we know on a serious note, we know that if you're in the in the United States, something like 22% of all Americans go into debt over Christmas trying to meet this aspiration of have more and more presents. Look, the real spirit of Christmas, of course, is we know, as we've realised through this last year of COVID, isn't about how much money we're spending. It's about who we're spending time with. It's about valuing the positives of community and of family and not seeing everything commodified down into, is this the latest present? Have I got it? Uh, Etc. And uh, I think it's a it's it's forgetting the real message of Christmas. And I, as I'm a Muslim, I find myself in a really weird position. I keep going like, but you've got to remember it's about Jesus. Jesus was a revolutionary. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was about being sex positive. He was a laborer. He said strong messages about you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and money. He was against the moneymakers. And all of that is being, it's just turned on its head with this mythical Santa Claus figure, who, of course, we all know was really a caricature created by Coca-Cola to sell us more Coke. And uh, I think it's no accident, of course, you know, that he sits there in on the North Pole, you know, and he has a a bunch of slave elves elves who work 24-7 for him. And we all know us elves natural and to the Scandinavian countries to the North Pole? Of course they're not. No, but Assad, I have to push back on that one. They know it with some of the best structures that we have. Don't you think they have, you know, the best welfare, the best healthcare systems? High minimum wage. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure Santa Claus has. I mean, he doesn't seem to do any work all year except for this uh, for one night. So, of course, he's probably benefiting from the uh, from the wealth that is generated and the and the labor generated by those elves who seem to be working all the rest of the year producing all of these uh, 
what's the story go? They work night and day. They're hammering. He's not the one producing any of the toys, right? He's just getting credit for the for the work and the labor of all the elves. Do we send cards with elves on them? No, it's Santa Claus. Who gets the glass of milk and the cookies? It's Santa Claus. It's not the elves. The ones who are actually doing the real work. Uh, so yes, yeah, so it it is the story of of Scandinavia, but I think it's the real story of the division of labor and of labor rights between global north and the global south. Oh my oh. gosh, man, you have put <laughs> such a different spin on Christmas and Santa for me. I mean, this is new to me anyway, so now I'm I'm very impressionable. But okay, okay, so you don't dig Santa? He's not for everyone. I see all of. The, you know, the concerns we, we've talked about, you know, borders, we've talked about labor rights, we've talked about a whole bunch of things. I mean, is he actually creating more problems than good? I mean, you talked about the 22% of, of people going into debt during Christmas. Uh, anything you want to elaborate there? Uh, of course, look, uh, I think there's uh, estimates that just over the festive season, we see an additional if you've looked at it from carbon perspective, about another 650 kilograms of carbon per person. That's about five and a half percent of the total carbon budget of a year is over Christmas. So we know, again, that just looking at the United States, it's estimated one trillion dollars is spent on gifts. Most of those gifts, in fact, most, the overwhelming majority of gifts are unwanted gifts. They're gifts that are either thrown into the waste, they're left behind, they're not actually what people need. So we are feeding this con continuous consumer habit of unsustainable consumption of resources that are just don't really bring happiness, uh, apart from that momentary happiness uh, on Christmas Day as people unwrap their presents. And as we know, if you've got children, uh, often once they've unwrapped it, it's the boxes they like to play with more than the bloody toys. That So so I, I do think there is a much deeper and serious issue in terms of, of the fact that we're sold this dream and sold this idea of unsustainable consumption. And, it, and it, it's not, of course now just to the global north because you know i'm originally from pakistan and you go to pakistan now and it's a muslim country and we have santa claus as well now so santa is wow. managing to go into every culture and every i mean i suppose it's no surprise because you know he is a mcdonald's and a coca-cola and an amazon right i mean i find it really funny that you can go to pakistan and you see father christmas he's still white <laughs> he's a white man with a white beard it's like wait a minute so so santa is always white no matter where he is in the world is he uh yeah. it's not even as if we get to have our own black santa wow you're making some really really amazing points and i wonder is is that Anything good to this story? So say, for example, you were to create the tradition, you were to start over this story from scratch, what would it be? So I would have uh, definitely a revolutionary Santa. We should not, uh, uh, he shouldn't be coming down the chimneys of the of the rich to give them more products. I mean, I think what we need is a redistribution. So he should be coming down those chimneys, taking the resources of uh, of the wealthiest in the world and then flying around the world and redistributing them to the poor. That would be a far better Christmas story. I, I, you know, on a serious note, I mean, it's really interesting when you think about the mm. tradition of Santa Claus, right? Because it comes from, you know, St. Nicholas. And even when you look at St. Nicholas, you know, um, as the as the saint on which the this whole story is built, you know, 
the reason we talk about St. Nicholas is because, you know, it's alleged that he heard about these young women and he crept into their home and left gold in their stockings for their dowry because their father was poor. And I just thought, even then, we reinforce all the patriarchal systems, right? We reinforce, you know, again, it's charity, not asking why is it that these families are locked into poverty and can't, why is it that women don't have the choice? You know, so I think we have created, storytelling is a really important part of it, we know, of not just telling the story of now, but the past, but of our future. So I do think we need to tell a very, very different story about, you know, Santa Claus, which is about solidarity and cooperation instead of this idea of, you know, this person who's We've got a surveillance state, right? Who who knows if you've been good or if you've been bad. I mean, it really is Amazon, right? It's Amazon who monitors you 24-7. Who and if you are good, you get rewarded. It feels like an it's an Amazon worker. And of course, in that not the real story of the world, that majority of the gifts that are being shared in the global north are made by workers in the global south who won't have enough income to be able to even buy the very presents that they're creating. I think there's a, you know, I'm all for gift giving, you know, as part of the connection and and connection in communities. Of course, that's really important. But the gift giving that we have, this never ending sort of cycle of you have to get the latest and we're told what the latest toy is, the latest thing is, and we feel this pressure to constantly spend more and more of our income on this thing. I, I feel like I would much rather the story of Jesus actually be the story of, of Christmas, right? Of, of sharing, of love, of sense of the we, not the I. Um, And I think there are many, many different beautiful traditions in our world and we should celebrate them. What a a nice way to end that. And I I couldn't agree more in terms of the stories that we tell, especially, you know, the the younger generation and and what they grow up with and the kinds of traditions and cultures and values. Storytelling is such a big part of that as well. Um, So I think, I mean, I don't know about you, Liz, but I think... Uh, I think I said you won us over and and anyway that's not even to mention by the way Mrs. Claus doing all the unpaid care work behind the scenes yes those red jumpsuits don't they don't stay fluffed out all by themselves someone's doing absolutely (laughs) and we didn't even talk about where does she feature in the story apart from being the care work at home unrecognized unpaid along with the elves Mrs. Claus and the elves need to unite together overthrow Santa Claus and declare a workers' commune and equitable sharing of all the toys for everybody in the world (laughs) and challenge these notions of good and bad that we tell our children. I love it. Oh, wow. I love it. There's so, so much to unpack with this topic. I I can't even believe it, but as I'd Thank you so much because for once I don't feel bad because I didn't grow up with Santa and the whole <laughs> chimney and gifts and all this, you know, whatnot. So thank you, Asad. And Liz, Liz, we, ha- we have to be grateful because, of course, we didn't even talk about Santa in the Netherlands, right? I mean, mm. Santa Claus in the Netherlands, his sidekick is called Black Pete. He's literally like a slave. And t- to this day... Christmas tradition in the Netherlands is Santa Claus comes with Black Pete and Black Pete, they sail their ship and they distribute sweets. And, you know, we're told, oh, well, it's just a children's story. It's okay. But it it does, it just normalizes so much of what is wrong yeah. in the world. So, yeah. 
Santa is also a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I want to listening to any of this. Oh my god. Yeah, this is so 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 important, right? I mean, there's so many things we just accept and don't think about what what really is behind this story. But listen, we, I guess we have to close the episode at some point. <laughs> um, and the year is also coming to an end, 2021, looking into 2022. Asad, what was 2021 for you in one sentence? So whilst 2021, of course, has been a hugely challenging year because everywhere in every corner of the world we look at, we see injustice whether it's COVID, vaccine, inequality, the climate crisis. To me, actually, 2021 is also the story of hope because amidst all of that injustice and misery, we also saw incredible acts of solidarity and community where people came together to find solutions and support each other. And so that's why I take 2021 to be a message of hope and belief in humanity. That's a perfect way to end this this year and in, in our podcast episode. Thank you so much, Asad. It's been a fabulous time with you. Thank you so so much, Asad. A real pleasure. Have a lovely non-capitalist, non-consumerist festive season and happy Christmas. <laughs> you too. <laughs> bye. You take care. Bye bye. Bye. Wow, Nadia. Oh my God. I am completely blown away. I don't know. What did you think? <laughs> I mean, let me say Asad has way more beef with Santa Claus than I possibly could have imagined. I mean, damn. Yeah, we prepared for this episode, right? But it was hit after hit after hit. Seriously, I thought it was just labor rights issues and, you know, maybe class issues, but it was class, race, labor rights, migrant rights religion, gender, like every single angle. Nadia, you know, honestly, the worst part is I think he was right. And I'm just thinking, are you going to be changing any Christmas traditions after that? I mean, if we do, it's going to have to wait till 2022. We have all of our plans set for next week. So uh, my <laughs> my older daughter has actually stopped believing in Santa Claus pretty much anyway. So it's it's a good time. I love it. Good for her. Um, well, for me, I think Santa was never a big deal, but I always wanted to share this tradition with my kids. Uh, now I'm not too sure. I think I'm going to recreate something along what Asad proposed. That sounds like a good plan. Sounds like a plan. Well, look, folks, that is a wrap on Equals for 2021. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you, guys. We have more episodes for you coming up before we wrap up this season. But for now, please take a rest. Enjoy the holidays. Binge listen to the other episodes if you can. <laughs> and as always, find us on Twitter at Equals Hope. And please do share with family and friends. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.